Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Well, this is unsettling. Musk has a, quote, super bad feeling, unquote, about the economy. And now reports are he's going to cut 10% of Tesla jobs due to his feeling on said economy. I'm kind of with him on that, you know. So many things lining up here that I think I've seen this movie before type of thing. I had the same feeling before 2008 and that crash. So take that for what it's worth. Joe Kachin for Sean Hannity, 800-941-SEAN, 800-941-SEAN, or 800-941-7326. You can follow Sean on Twitter, at Sean Hannity. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe Concha TV. All right, enough of that. Let's get to our guests, because these are two gentlemen that, look, there's some people that are on cable news, and I cover media for The Hill, and obviously I'm a Fox News contributor. So I talk about this stuff a lot and, and I watch everybody and sometimes I, I, I'm not so impressed with some folks. I think they're putting on a show. I think that some of it's, you know, infotainment or, or it's, it's theater, you know, just to get clicks, just to go viral. These two guys, I'm so glad Linda, our great producer, booked them because you are getting the real deal. It is coming from the head and the heart. And these guys are authentic. And the best part is they're credible because they've been on the front lines, in this case, the front lines being the U.S. southern border. So let's bring in, with that introduction, Mark Morgan, the former acting CBP commissioner and Heritage Visiting Fellow, and Tom Homan, a Fox News contributor like myself, and former acting ICE Director and Heritage Visiting Fellow. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me today on this Friday. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah, Thanks for having us. You got it. All right. So let's, let's uh, so no, no one's offended. We're going to go in alphabetical order. All right. So Homan, Tom Holman gets the, the, the first question. Tom, 
I, I can't get my head around the fact that the leading cause of death for those between 18 and 49, something like more than 100,000 people in this country last year died because of fentanyl. What's fentanyl? It's produced in China. It goes through Mexico, over our border, and then into communities across the country. And particularly teenagers now are dying of opioid fentanyl overdoses when they think they're taking one drug, like say oxycodone, and it's laced with fentanyl. They don't even know it. And then parents are walking into their kids' rooms thinking that they're studying and, and, and they're dead. And, and I, I just don't understand that how we have a president whose own son battled his own drug addictions, where he's not addressing this problem at the border as a national security issue, given the number of people that are dying. I mean, is it just incompetence or is there something more to this? Because usually in Washington, when in doubt between choosing between conspiracy and incompetence, always choose incompetence, Charles Grothammer once said. Is this a combination of both? Or well, what's your overall feeling of why two million people are allowed to enter this country illegally as they did last year? Well, look, you know, I think we all agree that he's incompetent. And so is the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. But this is by design. Look, Joe Biden ran on open borders. And when he became president, he signed over 90 executive orders, abolishing everything me and Mark worked with the President Trump on to give us the most secure border in our lifetime. And the reason there's so much bad now, because, look, when you open the border up to illegal immigration, that ties 70 to 80 percent of border patrol agents are off the line now. They're not doing their national security duty. They're in processing centers, making baby formula, changing diapers, processing families, taking them to the airport, which means you're not on the line. DEA says 95% of fentanyl comes across the southwest border. Why? Because 70 to 80% of border trains aren't there to catch it. So Joe Biden likes to say his policies are much more humane than President Trump's, and I've been arguing negative. They're not. Why? Because more migrants have died on U.S. soil on their first year of Joe Biden than any year of my 35-year career on the border. And second of all, we have over 100,000 overdose deaths in America because the fentanyl is coming across the border because the border is not secure. So people who say a lot about President Trump, his policy is inhumane, wrong. When illegal immigration was down to a 35-year low, 83% decline in illegal immigration, how many people weren't dying of fentanyl overdoses? How many women weren't being raped? How many migrants didn't die in U.S. soil? President Trump's policies save lives, and Joe Biden's policies are killing people to include over 100,000 Americans. I, I hope that if a Republican president does come in in 2024, uh, whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or whoever uh, wins uh, the presidency uh, that year, I hope that they make you ice director again, Tom, because you've clearly you, you got you nailed it right there. That's exactly why this is so important. And, and Mark Morgan, I, I'm, I'm just curious if you're polling in the low 20s, as this president is on immigration and the border, then wouldn't you change course just just for your own political survival, for forget about doing the right thing and, and preventing all these deaths and rapes that Tom was just describing? Don't you say, oh, boy, I'm at 21 percent approval on my handling of the border and immigration. Maybe I change course. Why won't he do that? Yeah, Joe, right. I think about that. It seems and appears like common sense. But really quickly, first of all, everything Tom said and you've said is absolutely spot on. Just on the drugs alone, again, recap, 100,000 Americans two years in a row died from a drug overdose. The leading cause of death of adults 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And we know from DEA reporting that 95% of the fentanyl comes from our southwest border. How is that not an American thing? How, how did that become a right or left thing? Well, here's one reason why it did. is they have individuals like Secretary Mayorkas, who's the chief architect of the open border policies, he's an ideologue. Joe, the, the, the reality is he does not care. He doesn't give a darn 
about the second, third order effects of their open border policies. He only cares about the pursuit of his personal ideology. And so even though the polls in common sense and Americans are dying, they clearly do not care. It's about the pursuit of their personal ideology. And we're talking to Mark Morgan and Tom Holman. I, I'm curious, Tom, I, I, you know, talk radio is, is famous for, uh, and, and cable news to a certain extent, right, is famous for complaining, right? We're, we're great at saying how much this sucks or why this person is bad. I'm more of a solutions guy personally. So uh, if you were running things right now, and Mark, you, you could chime in as well uh, on this, what would you do day one if you had the authority to say, okay, this is what we're going to do with the border. Give me like a three-step or even five-step, ten-step, I don't care, solution at this point. Well, like me and Mark can both switch top this. Mark, first thing I would do is put the Remain in Mexico program back in. It's a game changer. We wouldn't do it like the, the Biden administration was ordered by the courts to do it. So, uh, And they're not doing it as the court ordered them to do it. Me and Mark were actually part of that lawsuit. So I would put the Remain in Mexico program the same way we did on Donald Trump as a game changer. That that would be my first step. Mark, I'll give you step two. Yeah, so step two is, uh, as I would, uh, in Congress, they need to go to the, a coalition letter that we just authored. Tom was a, was a, a leading, played a re- leading role of this, along with myself and 10 other former Trump officials from the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and Department of, of uh, State, as well as about 16 other conservative organizations. And, Joe, what we did was, is we outlined, specific legislative action that Congress needs to take. And if they do, it's going to secure the border, stem the flow of illegal immigration, and save American lives. And it goes through two important things. It's not just resources. We used to say we need it all, including the wall. So we need the wall as part of that multi-layer strategy, including resources and personnel. Absolutely technology. We need that. But just as important as we need policies that's going to stem the flow of illegal immigration, that's going to apply effective consequences. Remain in Mexico is just one of those programs that we need to codify. The asylum cooperative agreements that this administration ended that really acted as a safe third country, meaning if you really have a legitimate claim and you're fleeing persecution, shouldn't you get relief in the first safe third country that you come to? Absolutely, you need to do. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure that Congress passes legislation that's in that coalition letter. And if not, Joe, we need to hold them accountable because Republicans are part of this issue as well. And since Uh, me and Mark are back in power, that means Congress is back in the power of the Republicans, which means on day one, day one, they uh, impeach uh, Secretary Mayorkas for violating the oath he took to secure this nation. His actions, he has failed for 16 months straight. We have record illegal immigration, record drug overdoses. This man needs to be impeached because he's made our homeland less secure, and, and, and he violated his oath. So that needs to be day one when we take back Congress. Yeah, Joe, if I can jump in on that, I mean, the Secretary of Homeland Security has actually said that it's it's not enough to be here illegally to be deported. This secretary has said that to have a final order of removal from an immigration judge is not enough to remove you. This is the same guy that kind of, in this arrogant way that he does during congressional testimony, after being read what the legal definition of operational control was, he said, in fact, they have operational control, which we know is a blatant lie. That man's got to go. The credibility of, of Alejandro Mayorkas, who, who was also tapped to run the Ministry of Truth. Uh, that, that That's information you give that guy more responsibility. We're talking to Mark Morgan and Tom Holman. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious if you guys know, because you probably talk to, to border agents still and talk to folks down there all the time. How is that investigation going in, into 
Border Patrol uh, allegedly whipping Haitian migrants. Uh, that happened, I'm old enough to remember it, I think, uh, something like nine months ago. And we never got resolution on that, did we? I'll yeah, let you I'll take this. Take that one. Oh, Mark, you take it. Sorry, go ahead. Or whoever's yeah, not talking to you. I was actually with Representative Crenshaw last night out in Houston. I brought that up because, you know, I was in the Border Patrol. I, I started my career in Border Patrol way back in 1984. I know the rules of engagement. We've all seen the video. These officers did nothing wrong. It, it's plain. But you had the Secretary of Homeland Security, the President of the United States, and the Vice President all slandered them on national TV from the White House podium. Now, these men have been put on light duty. They haven't been back doing the job they're supposed to be doing. They're not, they're not performing the oath they took because they've been uh, slandered by this administration. Their wives have been bullied in church. Their kids have been bullied in, in schools. This investigation is over. But they're not going to release the results of the investigation because they found these agents did nothing wrong. We all can see the video. But they're not going to announce the investigation that they did nothing wrong because they don't want to embarrass the White House. They don't want to embarrass the secretary, the president. And these guys had one ounce, one ounce of integrity. One ounce of integrity. They will give these guys your honor back. Mark would tell you that the, the, the model of the Border Patrol is honor first. Well, the president of the United States stole their honor at the White House podium. He needs to give their honor back and announce his best case is over. But they won't do it because they have no integrity. And, and I'll go a step further. Again, what, what Tom said, completely agree with, uh, is, look, here's another individual. Where is the chief of the Border Patrol, Chief Raul Ortiz? You know, the, these are, Tom and I have discussed this, Joe. These are moments that define leaders. As the chief of the United States Border Patrol, I've been there. I was a former chief of the United States Border Patrol before I was commissioner. And I'm telling you right now, I would have put my badge on the table, Joe. I'm telling, And I know Tom would have done the same thing. And I would have gone out there on national TV and defended these men and women and defended these agents to make it clear that they did nothing wrong. In fact, what a lot of people don't know, Chief Raul, he actually directed the horse patrol to be there at that time to, to help with the invasion of the Haitians. Yet he has not gone out publicly to defend them. And it, it, again, this is a defining moment. Look, and, and look where, the, the president, where, where are these agents beer summit, right? He should use the same bully pulpit, the president, that he used to vilify them and ruin their reputations and career. He should use that same bully pulpit to bring them back and let the entire American public know that they absolutely did nothing wrong and they were absolutely on the wrong side of this from day one. That would mean the president admitting he made a mistake, and that's just not in the DNA. Uh, Mark, Mark, I'll give the final question to you. The time went by so fast. But, you know, you worked under the Obama administration. I guess you call it the Obama-Biden administration uh, when when you were a chief of Border Patrol. And I, I'm just curious, did at least that president, we'll take Biden out of it as vice president, did at least it seem like he let you do your job more than the current one is now? Like, What was it like under Obama? Because I think there were more deportations under Obama than there was under Trump, correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. So I was, that's a great point. I was chief of the Border Patrol under the, the Obama administration. And, and more importantly was, was who the Secretary of Homeland Security was, was Jay Johnson. Now, look, the reality is I did not agree with all of Jay Johnson's policies. But, but he dealt in the realm of reality, right? Like, for example, he said, you know, and Tom and I both worked for him, and we know. He used to say all the time, Joe, a thousand apprehensions a day was a bad day. And, and we knew that because when we had a thousand, believe me, working for him, we all were having a bad day. And we agreed with that. I mean, we're, we're almost 9,000 a day. Think about that. Under wow. Jake Johnson, a thousand a day was, was a bad day. It was a crisis then. Um, and so what, what, what I, so, so although I didn't agree with all the policies, again, they lived in reality. And here's what was very, very important, too, is I never 
saw Jay Johnson lie. And Tom can Tom can correct me if he, he feels otherwise. I never, never felt yep. that Jay Johnson was being distruthful and dishonest to the American people. And that's exactly the opposite of this current secretary and this current administration. I, I agree with that, guys, because I met Jay Johnson and had a fairly extensive conversation once in a green room. And you just hear his statements and you hear him speak. You're like, wow, this is a person that is actually credible. You know, out of the entire Obama administration, I would say he was right. probably the most. But anyway, guys, we, we got to leave it there, unfortunately. So I'll, I'll say, please enjoy your weekend. And thanks so much. I think that was an education and you're really passionate about this, as you should be being on the front lines. And hopefully you'll be back on those front lines again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Joe Concha in for Sean Hannity. 800-941-7326. 800-941-SEAN. Your calls, I swear, are coming up next. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what do you think they'd say? Hi, this is Buck. This is Tom. This is Susie. Did you know that an unborn baby's heartbeat is already beating at three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound. And that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Because the heartbeat is the voice of Preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Every free ultrasound costs 28 bucks. They don't get a penny from the federal government. They need your help desperately. And that's why I bought them two 4D ultrasound machines because they desperately need the help. And they're helping moms with counseling and all sorts of ways. Just dial pound 250, pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You'll never regret helping to save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We talked earlier how murders were at a 25-year high last year and 16 cities set homicide records in this country. And more and more police officers, because they're the ones being vilified by some of the media, many of the media, 
uh, as the bad guys, guilty until proven innocent whenever there's any sort of controversial situation where no one has the facts in yet. Well, we're running into situations now that even if you start refunding the police instead of defunding them, we're seeing that more and more, right? That even when you arrest people for doing very bad things, it's like a revolving door. They they don't serve time and they go back out and, and can commit crimes again. And your prime example of this, California teen convicted of plowing a car into a mother and her eight-month-old son will spend just five months in a what's called a diversionary program. And that's, of course, thanks to the Los Angeles District Attorney, George Gascon. I mean, isn't that amazing? You run a car into, into an eight-month-old and a mom, and all you're going to do is serve just a couple of months and not even a prison or a juvie or something? Diversionary program? What the hell is that? I, I mean, I tell you, man, you look at things differently when you're a dad, but this is driving me nuts, and it has to stop. One thing to have more police officers on the street, you need people to enforce the laws in district attorney offices. We don't have those in Los Angeles, New York, and many liberal cities in between. uncovers the real truth about the politics of D.C. He's your watchdog on Big Brother every day. Hannity is on right now. 800-941-SEAN. That's 800-941-7326. Joe Concha in for Sean on the Sean Hannity Show. Well, I promised it for too long, and now I will finally make good on said promise. Let's go to our phone call, shall we? Do we still have, waiting very patiently, Dawn in New York? Dawn, you there? Yes, I'm here. What part of New York? Are you in the city or upstate? I'm in Rochester, upstate. Ah. Technically okay, technically western New York. <laughs> sure, of course. A nice little airport up there. But uh, let, let me let me talk about, or at least let's talk about, because obviously if you're a teacher, I have a feeling you're, you're calling about you know, the school shooting, obviously, in Uvalde and in general solutions around it. What are your thoughts on the red flag proposal that, that's being uh, brought about? Well, I have to be honest. I feel two ways about it. Um, you know, when it comes to kids, they, they can struggle because they're, they're growing, they're learning. They haven't established their, their ways, their thoughts. You know, they're immature people. They need guidance. And, you know, if we find that they're struggling or having troubles and we need to report that so we can keep others around them safe i'm i'm all for that um and we could talk more about how unfortunately there are very liberal influences in the schools that seem to prevent that from being effective but i think the other way i feel about the red flag laws is that i would worry that individuals could use that kind of power given to all of us to um inappropriately accuse somebody and then, you know, they would end up being deprived of their rights to own guns safely and legally. So I, I think that's a tricky business to try and sort out. I agree. And and I, I wonder, Dawn, as, as a teacher, and we, we, we heard before from John Solomon uh, about Ohio teachers or the Senate there anyway, in that state where teachers will be able to carry guns if they so choose. Would you do that if given the option to protect yourself, your students? I personally would. Yes. I must say, I would want all of the the uh, necessary training, of course, because I obviously, you know, we have to put the guns in the hands of people who are very properly trained, very skilled, very devoted. And I, I think if that were me, it would take perhaps years to get to that point. But if there are others who can prove themselves qualified, I don't 
see it as a horrible idea. I got to tell you, though, it's just so it's so odd. It's so scary to think that we would want to have teachers in a school building carrying guns because, you know, we we devote our lives to caring for and loving kids. And that just feels like a, a dangerous thing to bring into a building full of kids. So, again, it's a I think it's a tricky situation. But I would. Yes, ultimately, I would. I would want to be able to protect and help the kids and the people in my building. I hear you. The, the, the one solution that, that I put in a column not too long ago, I just want to get your thoughts on it before you go, is one entrance in and out. I get that some schools have hundreds of students, so you have to stagger the school day based on grade, right? Like maybe every 15 minutes, a new grade goes in, starts their day, and then obviously at the end of the day, you, you reverse it as far as every 15 minutes out. This way you don't have you know hundreds of people trying to get out one entrance and one uh, exit. Uh, but then from there, you just have a, a trained military, ex-military, ex-police, current police doing their desk duty uh, there uh, behind bulletproof glass. And you have to get by uh, this particular person if you want to enter the school. Uh, I, I would think that while that doesn't prevent every school shooting, uh, it, it would reduce them greatly. Could you see that being a doable thing? I would. I would love to see that in our building. In fact, the school where I work is making changes to our main entrance this at this moment so that next school year we will have one main point of entry. The terrible thing is there are so few security people in our building that we can't keep an eye on all of the doors. And I regularly witness students letting other people into our building, other kids, grown-ups that might be parents. We don't know who they are. And in fact, in my school, unfortunately, there are kids in the halls and in the bathrooms and everywhere doing nefarious things. It's really kind of crazy. I just don't understand why schools won't pay for plenty of security personnel. They don't have to be ex-police or ex-military. They just have to be people who will have eyes on every end of every hallway and every door. That would make sense. You know, put, yeah, yeah. And we need to keep kids where they should be in their classrooms, you know, in the cafeterias and gymnasiums and um, not allow them to roam freely. Cause you know, see, unfortunately, most of the kids in the school are doing the right thing. It's really the 10% that are wrecking it for the rest of them. And among those 10% are the crazies who are going to cause serious harm. And sadly, I think in the last 10 years, I've seen the number of those crazies increase dramatically. I, I've been teaching for, for 28 years, and every once in a while I would come across a kid who was a little troubled. But in the past 10 years, I've been able to find one or two or three just on my roster that I worry would actually harm us like we just saw in Uvalde. I think I know what the common thread is there, by the way, Linda. I think that social media and just access to bad things on the internet in general, uh, that's got to be it, right? Because, boy, iPads and iPhones, they really weren't around uh, more than 12, 14 years ago. Now, suddenly, I think we're starting to see the effects of that. I could tell you my six and eight-year-old during COVID, I got them both iPads. You know, it was supposed to be for, for learning purposes. Uh, and they they could wander very quickly onto some bad stuff on YouTube oh, yeah. in a hurry, right? And uh, I, I think that that is a yeah. common thing. So now that that's one hour uh, per weekend, they now get their iPad. Yeah. And I have to be, or my wife has to be in the room with yeah. them to make sure that nothing bad's going on. But they learn a lot. They, they go to Mr. DeMeo, you probably know. And uh, they, they know more <laughs> about the solar system than I think I have ever knew before. So go figure. But anyway, Linda. You know, yeah, go ahead. That's a very appropriate use of that technology. But sadly, it's, it's that technology and the overuse of it and the lack of oversight by the parents. Um, I have plenty of kids in my classroom who are intelligent kids, working hard. They, they probably use their technology a bit too much for some people's liking. But the fact is, they're still doing all the right good things they can be at this moment. But when parents are, have abdicated their role in supervising all aspects of young children's lives, that's when the technology, you know, becomes a real harm. And, and I can tell them. you, 
I can tell you, particularly during the, the, the hungover times, that it's so easy just to give your kid an iPad and then you could kind of go off and do your own little thing for a while. Uh, but that's that's obviously the lazy way out. And, and you know, what do I know? I barely drink at this point. I've been scared straight by the, the early wake up uh, from my kids. But Linda, uh, thanks so much. That was a great call. Right. That was almost like an interview. You're like our fourth guest instead of a phone call. So I appreciate that. Uh, I want to go to Betty in Alabama because Betty, I have a feeling uh, is going to be able to answer my question from before. And I think this is the most important question of the day, all right? If you're driving, put two hands on the wheel because this is serious stuff here. Again, how does Tom Cruise, 36 years after the first Top Gun, almost like exactly identical that he did when he was playing that role in his 20s? I, I gotta know, he's gonna be 60, I believe, this year. How does that work? I mean, Johnny Depp, you see him in this in this trial, right? He kind of looks like a, a creepier old man. Not Cruise, no changes whatsoever. So Betty, what's the secret? Okay, Joe, the secret is, First, you have to have a great skincare routine. Doesn't yeah. matter what brand you use. I was asked not to mention brands, but, you know, pick your favorite line, one that you really like, mm -hmm. and use it morning and night. And then, of course, you have to have a really good makeup artist. The Botox is great, too. You can't discount that at all because I swear he's had like a jillion facelifts. You can kind of see that, right? There's this, this can't just be natural. Uh, there's definitely uh, the B word there. No no question about it, Betty. Thank you so much for the call. Roll Tide. Always love any anybody calling from Alabama. I want to bring in Linda, our producer, uh, because you know what? We, we see Linda, $160 million at the box office last weekend for Top Gun Maverick. I mean, almost never is the sequel better than the original. I can count on one hand, probably. Godfather 2, better than Godfather 1. Empire Strikes Back, better than Star Wars. Dark Knight, better than the original Batman Begins. But most of the time, the sequel is bad. And never have we seen a sequel come out 36 friggin' years later with the same character in the same role looking basically the same. I guess my question is, Linda, is this... Half, it's a great movie, and half, you know what? It's an all-American movie. It celebrates all those things that we've cheered in the first one, and this is a big F you to the woke crowd. I mean, it definitely has a, a lot of the positive aspects of, you know, it's okay for guys to be guys. It's okay to be pro-military. It's okay to love America. It's okay to love all the things that make us love this great country and, and give us the freedoms that we have that we take for granted every single day. So, yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of people were looking to see something, particularly in the entertainment field, that for once was not bashing everything about America, because that seems to be all it is anymore. Have you seen the movie? I, I know you're you're more of a uh, Fifty Shades. I haven't. Uh -huh. I'll tell you, Jason on our show is our mo movie aficionado. I can't tell you the last time I saw a movie. I actually went to see, oh gosh, the um, James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, the last one. Yeah. I actually went to see that. And I actually left. Because uh, it was so long, I was like, I can't. I, who has That's this much time? <laughs> you were like, totally onto something there. Movies now, I don't know what this prerequisite or where it came from as far as they have to be over two hours. You know, it's summer three. It's too which Titanic, much. I could withstand it because it was a good movie. But three hours, it's too long to be sitting in a seat. I'm sorry. I even saw what I see recently. Sonic 2. All right. With, with oh, my yeah. Six my son just saw that. Yeah. And it's actually pretty good. You know, Jim Carrey is another I, guy who so, mentally doesn't age. I'll tell you, uh, but, the funny yeah. thing about that is I did not see that yet. And I just said to my son today, I said, do you want to do pizza night tonight? We'll do some movie time. And, he, and I said, you want to see Sonic too? He actually went to the theater to see it, but he wants to see it again. And it's, you can watch it online. 
Yeah, yeah, now it's now it's streaming, right? But even that was more than two hours. Like, is the is the plot so complex that that movie has to go on for two hours? I mean, it was amazing. Uh, but before that, yeah, you're right. I mean, I never get to the movies anymore. Plus, everything comes out so quickly on streaming. I, I, I find an excuse on a big TV just to watch it at home. But yeah, Moonstruck. I think that was the last movie that I saw in the movie theaters. So they uh, made a movie out of Moonstruck, the show. No, Moonstruck's a movie, right? Oh, 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 you're, you're thinking talking of about moonlighting, Cher. I think. I'm thinking of Moonlighting. Oh, um, Moonlighting with the great No, I love Moonstruck. Yes, oh, my gosh, yes. no. I so think that was 87, the, I think. So between Sonic 2, you got to go back to 87, basically when the first time <laughs> came out. That's the last that was time the last, I've been to a movie. I was going to say it's the last time you had fr- five minutes to yourself and you weren't on TV yourself. That's when you Something were able great. to go That's out. right. Fox has me on every other minute. Oh, you can tune in tonight on Fox Business. I'll be on Evening Edit with Elizabeth McDonald. And then later I'll be on... Hannity, without Hannity, uh, we'll, we'll be going with uh, Pete Hegsgeth uh, tonight, who's the Fox and Friends weekend host uh, and always has very awesome. nice socks on. So that, that'll he be always very does. Very, yeah, very great, good socks. Great hair, too. You know, I got to find out what product he's in. Can you believe he's this? The, the with Tom Cruise. Show. What's that? He's working with Tom Cruise. He's got the he same product. is. Yeah. I mean, can you believe this now? I mean, Sean, I hope he's not listening. I mean, probably turning over uh, in, in whatever he's in, uh, just just as far as we, we've turned the show into we're talking about skincare. All right. Hair care. I mean, am I going to be allowed back? Listen, we already went through it once this week talking about the Depp Heard trial. I thought he was going to murder me that day. So I was like, oh, listen, I'm wow. sorry. It was the biggest story of the day. I mean, whether we liked it or not, it was still the biggest story of the day. So we had to cover the cover. Our audience Post was going bananas. There next, uh, Linda, as far as. Oh, yeah. They do, right? I mean, I'm sorry. That's fake news. And yeah, you you may have now written, you know, the editor wrote that very, very long diatribe following, you know, this this uh, editorial that they they let her put in there. And I'm just like, I just, uh, you know, Sean and I talk about this a lot. And and you probably understand this, too, as, as a writer, as an author. You know, when you cite something and you quote it, like you have how many sources before you write it in an article? I mean, honestly, as a writer, you should four or five. Yeah, I mean, it, it, never rely on just one or else. Right. And so my my yeah. my problem right now, and this is what we were talking about the other day, is people are allowed to write these things, whether it's about a political figure or in your personal life, and they're just allowed to put it out there and make these accusations with zero accountability, zero evidence, and they're just making – it's, it's libel. And I'm like, you can't just defame somebody because you don't like them anymore, you're mad at them, you didn't like what they said to you. Whatever it is, there has to be some kind of proof, you know, her saying all the things that she said and just zero evidence to back it up. And then the, the one piece is, of evidence that did came out was incriminated her. Yeah, precisely. The, the best is, well, you know, she didn't name him specifically in the op-ed. Who the hell else do you think she was talking about? Give me a break. She said she's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so over abuse. the lack of common sense. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, we can all infer here and you can say, oh, well, we can't do that. We can't make assumptions that that's subjective. Get, do me. I can't. This is the thing I can't stand about modern media is that, yeah, it's subjective when it fits your narrative. But if it was the other way around, you would say, oh, but that's definitely what happened. Well, that's definitely we're going to blame, the, you know, Depp for it. And, and it was just a fait complete until all the evidence came out and then it was like, Oh wait, there actually might be more to this story. Yep. And I don't, I don't know if WAPO or CNN or any of these outlets, I mean, their inability to retract source say we were wrong. I think it is the biggest shortcoming in media today. And it's why the American people don't trust it anymore. Not in the DNA. And and look, it, 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 
Nicholas Sandman, I don't think people understand what kind of precedent that set because defamation oh is God. so hard to win. But he sued the Washington Post and CNN for something like $275 million each, and they both settled. And it seems like yes, since did. then, more and more defamation cases that you think no way Depp wins, he wins, right? So uh, either way, and I will leave it here because we got to get to a break. I'm going to be hearing these three words over and over, Linda, in my head. I got to be honest. Human fecal matter. I mean, that's the minute you get out of that relationship. And I, I see that on my side of the bed. I'll say, honey, keep the house. I'll stay in a hotel six. I am not going anywhere near that. And she blames the dog. And as a dog owner, I could tell you in terms of size, in terms of texture, in terms of scent, there's a big difference between the human version oh and the dog God. version. Boy, this show's gone sideways. Maybe we should this go. took a turn. Yes, it did. Or no, turd? Is that what you said? Oh, it took a turd. Yes, correct. Oh, man. Oh. I, that was a layup. That was a layup. I am so not being invited back to the show. 800-941-SEAN. <laughs> Your calls. More next after this. Gotta go. If you miss one day, you'll be out of the loop. Would someone please tell me what is going on here? This is the Sean Hannity Show. country we're playing on this uh, particular radio show the sean hannity show can we get a little uh depeche mode or something going? i mean i'm just saying gotta fit the host taste duran duran ario speedwagon anyway you can follow me on twitter at joe concha tv that's where you can find me don't go to my facebook page it's just my kids it's, it's, it's not terribly exciting but if you're watching that's fine anyway 800-941-7326 800-941-SEAN is your number we're gonna take your calls also we got the great mike I don't use the word great to describe guests very often, but who else breaks down things in such a folksy kind of way like Mr. Huckabee does? So stay tuned for that. Back with more in a moment. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 